At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Point Spread Saturday rolling along here from the VSIN studios. Let's get a little Heisman watch. It is that time of the year, Amal, where we start to see the contenders start to separate themselves from the pretenders. But for the, some reason this year, it feels like you can lump everybody into both categories with this Heisman race right now. Now, Bryce Young is plus 185, the favorite to win the award. Matt Corral plus 250, but not too much of a drop-off. And we're seeing the gap starting to close with some of these guys that one might have said are on the outside looking in. With Bryce Young on a bye this week, Alabama's not playing, they're off. Who do you think can kind of come up and have a big performance in fault themselves into favorite status and maybe make this a three or four horse race. Uh, I think right now you look at Corral and Stroud. Both of them have some opportunities here. Kenny Pickett, I thought, played great against Clemson in a marquee matchup for him last year. Also with an opportunity against a team like, uh, uh, excuse me, Miami, just simply because of the name. I don't think Caleb Williams is really a viable option. I think the odds have just been cut in half on him simply because. Boy, social media really loves him, huh? Well, the, you know, there's a lot of players they love after one play, let alone one game or one week. Uh, to me, Williams hasn't played enough. I mean, what are we basing that? Listen, you struggle against Kansas unless it's at the fog. Yeah. You have no right to ever struggle against KU football. KU basketball, different story. Uh, no reason for him to be on that list. Walker, if he has a big game today, if he goes for a buck 25, buck 50 is in consideration. But I think right now it's between Bryce Young and Matt Corral. But C.J. Stroud with these marquee games. And a little bit of luster has come off this game because of the lack of uh, Penn State's win against Illinois. Yeah. But their defense has played great. Think about this, Femi. 60 minutes of regulation and nine overtimes, and you still don't even give up more than, what, 20 points? I, I forgot <laughs> what it was. 18-16, or what was it, 2018 yeah. final score, something like that? So Game Stroud, goes under somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't ever complain you don't have luck if you bet that game under. That's about as lucky as you can get. Stroud, though, has been tremendous. He also has the same number of interceptions as Bryce Young. See, what I don't like about the Heisman Trophy is that we're putting Bryce Young and these guys up there as the leaders. Bryce Young lost his most, the biggest marquee game of the season, in my yeah. opinion. And if Florida had an extra quarter, they're beating, they're beating Alabama. They were dominating that second half. Uh, but to me, if you say who's been the most outstanding player in college football so far this year, I'll put your guy Kay Davis at three. I, th I think Davis would be number three. I think number mm -hmm. two would be Matt Corral. And I think number one would be Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he's a difference maker. He's a game wrecker in terms of if you watch a UCLA game, they won the football game because of him, his ability to get home on yeah. DTR. But if I had to pick somebody right now, I had to vote today. It'd have to be Matt Corral for me because I don't think Ole Miss is in the position they are without him and what he's able to do. The guy ran for a buck 95 
on Rocky Top. Think about that for a minute. Think about some of the great running backs that have played against Tennessee and then have not run for those types of yards. It's interesting you bring up Corral because you said with Bryce Young, their biggest spot against Texas A&M didn't look great, had the chance to lead him down the field. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They lost the game. Corral against Alabama, I mean, that was a complete just egg that that whole Ole Miss team laid there. I know they had some fourth down variants that didn't go their way early on the game that really got things out of hand. But on the biggest stage when everybody was watching his team, they lost the game and didn't even look close against Bryce Young and Alabama. Do you think that hurts Corral's chances a little bit? Because I hear what you're saying with what he means to that program, what he means to that team. There's no way that Ole Miss is in the top 10 if they don't have Matt Corral. But when all the eyeballs and all the voters and all the public was watching, they came up very well short against an Alabama team that is thought of as one of the best teams in the country. I, I hear what you're saying, but first of all, Alabama's an elite-level team, so d him to struggle... But, that's a, but you need to have that performance against that. I mean, we saw Johnny Manziel have that performance against Alabama, we, and I don't know that's unfair to compare him to a guy like Manziel and what he was doing at A&M, but... That, if you're not going to have the elite team, you have to have the elite performance against the elite team. I, I hear your point, but Corral went 21 for 29. I mean, he's completing better than 70% of his passes, doesn't throw any picks, and has two touchdowns. I don't know what more the guy can do because they're, they're taking gambles on fourth down because they're afraid of what's on the other side versus their defense. Yeah. I, I, just, I think it's an unfair criticism. This is a guy, without Matt Corral, we, have, we are never discussing Ole Miss the entire year. Yeah, no, that's we're, fair. we're not talking about them. He has been unbelievable. You know, I thought the play, you know, you always have a Heisman moment. I always think about Troy Smith, the spin around against uh, Penn State, and he throws the ball into the end zone. There was a two-point conversion attempt, and I think it was against the Razorbacks, mm. or it might have been just a rushing touchdown, but I think it was a two-point attempt. Corral goes on to the right side, and he almost gets his head cut off, <laughs> and he still has the strength and the fortitude to get into the end zone. I mean, this guy has been unbelievable. I, I just think, I hear your point. But to me, he doesn't have the same weapons. If you Let me ask you this question. If Matt Corral plays for Ohio State, plays for Alabama, plays for Oklahoma, what is he doing? I mean, he's putting up those video game type numbers is what he's doing. <laughs> uh, I, mean, he's, I mean, I don't know how much of a difference he would make on Ohio State because C.J. Stroud has been fantastic. I think he's a, a level better than Bryce Young, so I think that definitely elevates I agree Obviously, with you he would make the world a difference at Georgia. Um, oh, my but, God. But... If George, George, let me tell you. If Georgia had a quarterback like Matt Corral. Kirby Smart would probably bench no, him no, for no, some no. scrub right now, that's I'm a game you right manager. Now, I, I'm, all I'm worried about is recruiting rankings for next year. Because the Georgia's <laughs> winning the national title in a landslide. Because not only does Corral have the ability to throw the ball with accuracy, his ability to run. That third down and four, third down and five, you're like, okay, we got everything covered. No, you don't. Because then all of a sudden he takes off and runs. You're absolutely right. Yeah. No, he, he definitely is a difference maker and a table setter for a team like Ole Miss here. Kenneth Walker is the one I keep looking at him, and we brought his name up when we first started to do Heisman Watch about a month ago. I think he was about 50 to 1 or so, now 16 to 1. If Michigan State can win this game, all eyes, it's the big noon window that in the early slate, everyone's going to be watching this game, a top 10 showdown, the only top 10 game we have on the schedule thus far. Kenneth Walker right now, 997 yards rushing. He's second in the nation in rushing just because he had his bye before the leader. If they're able to win this game and he puts up those numbers, I think Kenneth Walker, it would not shock me if he is 5-1 to one next week. Uh, I, it would shock me. Because, it would. Yes. First An of all, undefeated Michigan State team if they beat Michigan and he has a big game. How many, how many yards is a big game? I think it's you. the ballpark of buck 50, buck 75, I think is what he needs probably. Well, let me tell you, if he has a game like that, I'll put him in there. I, I just think <laughs> he it's gonna, the favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you if he runs for that many yards in a game like this, look, he's gonna have to have a big run, one big run. The one thing you don't want to have is one run of seven. He can't call DK Metcalf. Have one play for eighty four <laughs> yards and then take off for the rest of the day. The bottom the bottom line is look, you look hey, at Seahawks day, plus six cash, so thank you, DK Metcalf. <laughs> he uh no, to me, all I'm saying is when you look at his stats, he's got nine hundred and ninety seven yards, he's averaging six point six yards a carry. The problem for him is Travion Henderson in the same league might be a better running back than he is. Henderson's averaging yeah. almost eight yards a carry. He, I just think it's very difficult. We've had three Heisman Trophy running backs win it in the last 20 years, and I forgot the third one, but it's uh, Ingram and, uh, and Derrick Henry. Henry. And, and I forgot who the, who the other one is right now, but I just think it's very difficult for a running back. For him to win it, 
They've got to win this game. They've got to beat Ohio State in Columbus, and he's got to have a monster game there. Between those two games and the Penn State game, he's got to run for 400 combined yards. He's got to wind up with about 16, 1,700 yards. Reggie Bush was the running back that you oh, were looking right, for. It's because right, it vacated, yeah. so it vacated your mind as well. Uh, that's why we don't remember Reggie Bush. But you mentioned Caleb Williams. I know that's a name that is very popular on social media, and I was joking with our producer, Matt Neverett, before we started the show here. It almost feels like there's such a positive Caleb Williams push because everybody is so anti-Spencer Rattler. And the fact that Oklahoma plays Baylor, they still have Iowa State, they still have Oklahoma State on the schedule after this week, they're going to be in so many marquee games that despite only starting in what will be five games, it's going to be unprecedented. But I think if he plays well, he will be in New York. And I think he has an outside shot if these other guys underwhelm down the stretch. Look, I think right now you're looking at three people getting to New York based on what we have currently. Young, Corral, and Stroud. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's very difficult for Caleb Williams. He has played, what, a game and a half so far? <laughs> Texas and Kansas? I, I, it's, it's insane. You know, but here's the problem. Against Kansas, he was pedestrian at best. There's nobody faces off against KU and plays that poorly. There's just no way you can justify. Because to me, if you're going to sit there and criticize Cincinnati for struggling against Navy, then why doesn't Caleb Williams warrant the same criticism against a team that's far worse than the Naval Academy? Yeah, there were, what, 39-point favorites in that game, and they barely snuck out of Lawrence alive. I, I mean, <laughs> that's it was unbelievable how bad that performance by Oklahoma was in the first half against a team like this. Look, Caleb Williams goes 15 for 20. Great completion percentage. Fine. He only threw 20 attempts, 178 yards. He, I mean, he throws a pick. I, there's no way this guy's a Heisman guy, in my opinion. And he doesn't have enough games left. You're going to yeah. give a Heisman trophy based on five games to him? If there's ever a year, I think this would be the year. because That's a fair point. It's, the, the, there's Nobody is really grabbing this trophy by the hole. And I want to ask you this. C.J. Stroud, let's say he goes 350 for four touchdowns. Is he the favorite next week? I don't think so. I, I think, like, Bryce Young is the anointed guy right now. Uh, but to me, you know, they have some All the numbers. eyeballs are going to be watching this game. Primetime, you get West Coast, East Coast. The voters are all watching Ohio State, Penn State. Such a that, high-profile game. That's a very good point you make. Um I don't know. Look, I, I actually think this year they shouldn't hand out the trophy. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I just think they should <laughs> say, in, in honor of excellence, we haven't seen excellence or, across the board long enough to get it. Or give it to Thibodeau. If, if Oregon runs the table, goes 12-1, and one, and he's getting these three, four-stat games like he did against UCLA last week, why not give it to a defensive player who clearly means so much? That, I guess you can say he missed Ohio State and they lost, so how much does he actually matter to the team? But he's the best player in the country, in your opinion. Why not give it to a defender? This is the year that you do it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's hard because when you look at Chase Young two years ago, got to New York, he had 17, 18, 16, 17 yeah. sacks. And never had a chance. Yeah, never had a chance. <laughs> exactly. It's and a nice free meal and free flight. But, but I mean, <laughs> if you watch the fourth quarter of that UCLA game, and I forgot the stats, he had two, two and a half sacks in the game. He's got a couple TFLs. He's got a forced fumble. I, I, he literally destroyed DTR. If DTR doesn't absolutely get blown up on every yeah. other play, UCLA probably wins that game. Maybe give it to my guy, Jordan Davis, best player in college football. 6'6", 340. Give it to the big fella out there anchoring that Georgia defensive line. That does it for Heisman Watch. Make sure to always be checking on these markets as we enter down the stretch run here in college football. On the other side, all of our picks for week number nine in the college football slate. It is Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Saturday coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah, week number nine, college football. And folks, in about 15 minutes, we'll be speaking with our SEC correspondent, Mark Zinno, getting his thoughts on Georgia playoff action, maybe national titles futures. But first, the moment you've all been waiting for. The moment is now arrived. Our picks for week number nine in college football. We have eight of them for a piece. Amal I'll give you the honors to kick us off here. Yeah, I got a bad number here, excuse me, on Clemson <laughs> against Florida State. I love the Tigers here. You know, Femi, people don't realize this Clemson defense up until last week was number two in scoring defense. They did give up 27, but that was seven came on a pick six. I think they bounced back. They played very poorly offensively against a good Pittsburgh defense. We always talk about Kenny Pickett in that offense, but that defense is still very good for the Panthers. I think they bounced back here. Florida State has no resistance defensively. I think Jordan Travis is in trouble in this game. I think this is the game where Clemson bounces back and, and takes care of business against Florida State. Uh, something like 27-10, 27-13 in this game. I like uh, Flor- excuse me, Clemson here laying nine now. I have it at 10.5. Love BYU tonight. I think the Cougars at home. I don't understand this. Armstrong can throw the football. Virginia can't run the ball effectively. They haven't played defense all year. Bronco Mendenhall hasn't had a defense since he left Provo, and <laughs> I think we'll see that once again tonight against Kalani Sataki's team. Romney back in the mix. Throw out that Boise State game because he didn't play, but against Baylor no shame in losing in Waco. We we may see the same result with Texas today. I like Louisville on the road catching six and a half against NC State. I I don't know if there's a team uh, in the ACC that is more unpredictable in terms of consistency than NC State. They are the uh, ACC's version of Arizona State. You know, when you think Arizona State's turned a corner, they lay an egg, and this is what NC State is. I like Louisville uh, to cover six and a half here. I don't believe they win the game, but this game feels like 31, 27, 28, 24, something like that, possibly the Wolfpack. But I, I like Louisville catching the six and a half here. And then SMU Houston over 62. I think this would be a higher scoring game. I think Toon should be effective uh, moving the ball for the Cougars offensively. Same thing with SMU and Mordecai. I, I think this should be one of those games. If you're not betting on this game, but you just want an entertaining game to watch and you like offense, this is probably the game for you. There you go. Those are Amal's picks. Clemson, BYU laying the points. Louisville getting six and a half. And, of course, the over 62 in the SMU-Houston game. Now, Amal, it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for me in college football. NFL's gone well. Point spread Sunday for which you can catch from 5 to 7 here on the West Coast, 8 to 10 on the East Coast, rather, uh, here on VCD Sports Betting Network. But the picks here on point spread Saturday for me last week, 0-4 in college football. A little bit of a rough stretch. We're hoping to get back onto the horse this week, hoping the variants plays in our favor here are my four picks nonetheless here in today's college football slate starting with Cincinnati and Tulane let's get it going early here with the 9 a.m. game I'm going with the Bearcats number one because why they had a scare last week against Navy now Navy has proven to be good we just saw them beat Tulsa last night as 12-point underdogs they won that game outright they gave Cincy a scare Bearcats only winning that game by a touchdown but with the college football playoff rankings coming up on Tuesday this Bearcats team knows that they have to impress the committee 
Style points for them matter because of the strength or lack thereof of their schedule. I think they come out, they're going to start fast. They're going to just, even if they start fast, they're going to just keep putting points on the board because they have to win this game by a pretty big margin. That will factor into why they covered that 27 point spread against Tulane. Next pick, Washington State getting 16 and a half against Arizona State. You just brought up the point that Arizona State has been one of the more in- inconsistent teams in the country. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Cougars are able to cover down there in Tempe. Washington State has been pretty solid during Pac-12 play. I think this team, now that the distraction of their head coach and his vaccination status, that's all behind them. I think now they have a focused effort going on the road. ASU, they're just too up and down for me in this spot to be laying this many points in a conference game. So give me the Cougars in that one. And Mississippi State, the old Washington State coach, Mike Leach, him and his Bulldogs out there in Stark Vegas, I got them laying one against Kentucky. This is just the classic unranked favorite against a ranked team at home. And Mike Leach, Halloween weekend, what more can you want out there in Stark Vegas? I think the Bulldogs get this one done against the Cats. And then finally, Stanford laying two and a half against Washington. It pains me to say it, but as a Washington football uh, fan, I think that they're not very good. The Huskies are not a good team. They're also banged up. They're missing their best linebacker. He's out for this season, Eddie Ulafoscio. Their best running back, in my opinion, Richard Newton, he's done for the year. They're likely to be without their best left uh, their left tackle, Jackson Kirkland. He missed the game last week against Arizona. He's week to week is what Jimmy Lake said earlier this week. I think that he's probably not going to play. And, of course, to top everything off, they refuse to play their best quarterback in Sam Heward. They keep trotting out Dylan Morris and that offense. And, of course, offensive coordinator John Donovan just – chef's kiss on top of everything out there in Washington. So I think Stanford is able to win this game at least by three points and cover that two and a half point spread. David Shaw, better coach at home. Give me the Cardinal laying two and a half there against the Huskies. I I, I tell you right now, I'm going to end up, excuse me. I'm going to end up playing the Cincinnati play. I like this play. You know, we have this pre-show notes and I was looking at your picks and I really like a lot of your plays here. I think Cincinnati's going to blow out Tulane. Outside of the first game against Oklahoma, they have really struggled. They have gotten blown out by Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss put up 61 against them. The Bearcats, I think, are going to be able to reel much quicker. You remember last year when you look at this defense for Tulane, Sample was terrific coming off the edge. They lose him, obviously, goes on uh, to the NFL. This team is not as good as they were last year. Washington State, my only hesitation with this game is this. I think the Rolovich impact of that team losing him as a head coach was felt in the first week where they played well. Now, as you kind of get into that situation where you ease in, let's see how they do. I thought this number was out of whack. I think Jaden Delore has been outstanding in terms of moving the football. They've been very competitive in a bunch of games. We saw them knock off Oregon State. This team is right there. They had an opportunity against BYU. Um, the one thing is, can they slow down the ASU ground game? That's going to be the key here. And I would never want to lay 17 with Arizona State. I, I just yeah. don't get this number. The Mississippi State game, I thought this was the toughest game, one of the toughest games on the board all weekend. I like this game under, but I get why you're taking uh, the Bulldogs. You know, outside of that loss against LSU, they've got a loss. They've got a road win at Texas A&M. They have played well. They've been very competitive. There's no shame in getting blown out by Alabama. Everybody does. Absolutely. (laughs) So I don't think this team is as poor as maybe people just basing it on a 4-3 and record. Uh, I think they're a pretty solid squad. And, you know, the only reason I didn't take Stanford is the one stat that gets overlooked with Washington, Jimmy Lake's been a key part of this. This defense has the longest stretch in college football of not giving up 35 points. Yeah. They, they are very good defensively, but I tend to agree with you. Dylan Morris is not their best offense, uh, their best option at quarterback. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I would go with Luke Hewitt, but the problem is you don't want to lose the juniors and seniors in essence because you're giving up on the season. They played very poorly against Arizona. It's going to be tough for them, but I think their defense is intriguing. Uh, any interest in this total under 47? Same number as the Mississippi State-Kentucky uh, game because I would look towards the under here potentially. Yeah, the under would be my play. I mean, you have two conservative head coaches. Yeah. You know, it's like Jimmy Lake. Sometimes he'll go for it. It seems like he doesn't really have a, 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 really, a rhyme or reason sometimes when he wants to be aggressive or not. But David Shaw, we know he's always going to play things conventionally by the book. Punt, field position, ground game. I think – under 47 and a half, I think that's a great look, honestly. I'm, totals, they've been, they've been bad to me, so I stay away from them usually. But if you had to play the total, I would definitely look out. I would not go over on this game between Stanford and Washington. I think it's going to be not necessarily three yards in a cloud of dust, yeah. but 
it's going to be kind of a slower tempoed game there, especially with how Stanford types likes to play. And I think they will be the team that dictates the pace. Uh, two things. One, your point on being conservative in terms of David Shaw. Conservatives call him conservative. I mean, that's the reality <laughs> of him. By the way, Mel Tucker may not be a great coach in my book, but the guy can flat out dress. That's a great suit and tie he's got on there. Looking sharp he does, on game yeah, day. Three piece. Yeah, I like it. He's looking day. sharp, man. He's got the vest on <laughs> and everything as game day is in East Lansing. Now, one game that almost made my card, it was a game that we talked about on Odds on Baylor in Texas, but the market scared me off of it because uh, I saw it at two and a half and then it went to three. I was like, okay, looks like I missed their number. And then it goes back to two and a half. And I was like, all right, I, I don't I, I, give me a break. I'm all because I've been getting my no, tail no, no, kicked no, no, in college no. football. I, so I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to lay off. But Baylor minus two and a half almost made my card. I, I'm laughing because you have basically the same sentiment of not playing it as I did, which is, <laughs> you know, I, everything in me says Baylor's going to win this football game. Yeah. But I just couldn't – I didn't have the guts to put the money down on Baylor. It's, I think Texas can – tell you one thing. There's no player I enjoy watching more in college football than Bijan uh, Robinson. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's a start-and-stop guy. I still regret the fact that the Buckeyes didn't get it. It came down to Texas and uh, uh, Ohio State, and the kid out of Tucson winds up in Texas. But I'm with you. This game for me and the other game is the Stanford game because I like Stanford, mm -hmm. but I don't have enough trust and faith – and Tanner McKee in that offense. It's a pure fate of the Huskies for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is for me. I'll be honest with that one right there. They're not playing their better quarterback, and they're down some key pieces on the offense and defense for Jimmy Lake's squad. It also has a back-to-back -back road game for them. They were playing against Arizona last Friday night. I know they have a little bit of rest, but now they're on the road once again where not too much experience for Jimmy Lake. I mean, their first road game was Michigan earlier this year after they played all their games at home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So an interesting game. In the Pac-12, that one kicks off 7.30, a late Pac-12 after dark game from Palo Alto between the Cardinal and the Husky. But how about the largest outdoor cocktail party? That one's kicking off 12.30 between Georgia and Florida, and we will talk to our next guest about it. Mark Zinno joining us from Sports Grid TV, our SEC correspondent here on Point Spread Saturday. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Point spread Saturday, rolling along here, week number nine in the college football slate. Femi Abebefe Amal Shaw coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And joining us now, our SEC correspondent from SportsGrid TV, Mark Zinno. And Mark, Amal and I earlier in this hour were talking about Georgia's chances to make the college football playoff. Now, here's a scenario that I want to lay out to you because Amal believes the Bulldogs would be left out if this played out later on this season. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 with one loss, if Oklahoma goes undefeated and wins the Big 12, and also if Ohio State wins the Big 10 with one loss, he believes that if Georgia were to lose to Alabama, the Bulldogs would be left out of the playoff. Do you agree with Amal with that sentiment? No. I mean, the, the Bulldogs are in no matter what at this point, as long as they remain undefeated going into the SEC championship game, you just put a 12 schedule or a big 12 schedule against go through this year, including playing a ranked Kentucky. They'll play a ranked Florida this weekend. They played a ranked Auburn. I mean, you know, on top of everything that they've done uh, this year and, and a historic level defense. And if you, you, you put the eye test in it, if that matters to you and matters to the committee and some people say it does, some people say it doesn't all of that together, if Georgia loses to Alabama, which still may be the best team in the country, despite their loss to Texas A&M, they're in. I mean, it, it, they have to get tripped up somewhere else to be a two-loss team. As you guys know, no two-loss team has ever made it in. So mm -hmm. from that standpoint, you know, Alabama is much more at risk for not getting in than Georgia is if they lose in the SEC championship game. Nick Saban's going to a New Year's Six Bowl uh, for the first time in a while. 
Mark, when you look at this Georgia team, obviously the big question mark still remains at the quarterback position in this matchup today. Who do you think we're going to see playing? And also, if it's a situation where they've got to throw the ball and potentially it's highly unlikely that they're trailing because of the defense, but if they have to come from behind, who do you have more confidence in? Who do the Dogs fans have more confidence in? Is it the future accountant Stetson Bennett or is it JT Daniels who's going to be holding a clipboard somewhere stealing money in the NFL even though he's really not an NFL quarterback? You know, I, I really uh, hard to disagree with either of those assessments of the future of either of those two quarterbacks. But, look, it's it's simple to describe it this way. I think Stetson Bennett starts today uh, because there's a certain comfort level with him and a certain level of consistency you get with him that I think there's more variance with JT Daniels. That said, Amal, what you're pointing out is the one flaw that people are trying to find with Georgia, and that is when pressed for a score, can they do it? When they need a big third down conversion, can they do it? We haven't seen that situation because they've never been trailing. And not only that, their defense has put them in such positions that they don't have to get those first. They don't have to get those scores. So this is one of these things where we're trying to find a hole for Georgia and we're trying to find some, some you know, uh, cranks in the armor. And, and there, there just aren't any with this team. You can waffle back and forth in college with quarterbacks like Georgia's doing, and I don't know that it matters because I think the talent level and the disparity between some of the teams that they're playing is so big that it doesn't really matter who's that quarterback. Now, when they go up against Alabama, who starts that game, that's a completely different question with a completely different answer. If they need a score, if they need to get the ball down the field quickly, JT Daniels is the answer. Better arm, probably more mobile, uh, does some things that Stetson Bennett can't. But today, I think it's Stetson Bennett. There's a little bit of a revenge factor for Stetson last year after how poorly he played when they lost 44-28. to And for this matchup, it's personal for Kirby. I mean, I, this is a matchup where Kirby, I don't think, has a problem laying it on. He rarely ever does. But he remembers certain things. And he remembered last year Dan Mullen kicking a field goal up 41-28 with 90 seconds left in the game uh, instead of just running the clock out or going for it on fourth down and giving the ball back to Georgia. That's the stuff Kirby remembers. He'll paste it on Florida today. Mark, you said that it doesn't matter who's playing for quarterback for Georgia this afternoon here as Georgia's a 14-point favorite with a total of 51. Does it matter who's playing for Florida right now between Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson? I probably would lean with Richardson. I think Emory Jones has sort of run his course in Dan Mullen's offense, and you start to realize that it's just, you know, the, the, the ceiling isn't as high as you thought earlier in the year. I mean, we all looked at that Alabama game and the way Emory Jones played in that game and said, okay, we got it. We figured it out. We know exactly who our guy is. And then the wheels just seem to come off, uh, and especially again a game against LSU where they easily should have been able to score more than 30, and they couldn't. Uh, I, I think they go with Anthony Richardson today and just give this thing a shot because – at the end of the day, you're going up against the nation's toughest defense. There's going to be very little room for error. And you know the amount of mistakes that Emory Jones is capable of making. I think you know where his ceiling is, but his mistakes sort of outweigh that. I think Anthony Richardson's the guy that gets to start today. You know, to me, you look at Richardson, I, I'm with you. Emory Jones, I remember he was an Ohio State recruit. He ends up switching to Florida. I was so happy about that because I didn't think the guy could play. And he's proven to be the case. Richardson's a difference maker with his mobility. The big question mark I have with Florida, though, is can their defense get stops? We saw LSU go up and down like it was Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and company, and it wasn't. It was far from that. Mark, how good can this Gators defense be against a good, not great Georgia offense. I love the running game. And I'll tell you a guy that I think it's so underrated is Dalvin Cook's younger brother, James Cook. I think this kid's an absolute beast. I know he hasn't had the year this year as he did last year in terms of yards per carries, but I think he's a terrific running back. I agree. And this will be a game, I think, where Georgia starts a little bit conservative uh, and just wants to feel that. Look, give one credit to Dan Mullen. He's an excellent scheming coach. He really is. Like, that's what he does well, X's and O's, and he's a great play caller. He just doesn't have the horses in the barn with this Florida team. You saw what he was able to do last year with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts and everybody else, so you know they can do it. But to that end, from the Georgia offensive standpoint, I, I think they'll start slow, and I think they'll sort of feel things out through the first quarter. They'll take their shots down the field, but this is a Florida defense that doesn't have guys who can get after the quarterback and doesn't have guys that can be difference makers in the back end of this secondary. So from that standpoint, Georgia should be able to work the middle of the field uh, with some easy passes and, and use the running game to just kind of methodically set up the, the passing game. I expect it to be a little bit slow start. I mean, if you're looking for a way to go, maybe a first half under uh, and let it be closer. But once Georgia gets to halftime, they'll have a much different game plan coming out. We're speaking with Mark Zeno of Sports Grid TV and also our VEASAN SEC correspondent here on Point Spread Saturday. Now, Georgia-Florida is obviously the game that's getting a lot of the attention, but the only game featuring top 25 teams in the SEC this week is number 10 Ole Miss visiting number 18 Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Right now, the Tigers, three-point favorites with a total of 66 and a half. 
What do you think of this line in total here? And do you see any value whether to attack either the uh, the Rebels or the Tigers in this game? You know, it's one of the other two SDC games this week. I went back and forth on the side and, and found every argument and a counter argument for one team or the other. But where I do reside on this game is the total. Look, the Ole Miss train keeps on rolling, but so does the market correction on their total. 66 and a half, the lowest total Ole Miss has seen so far this year. Conversely, it's the highest total that Auburn has seen. And despite the fact that Ole Miss has the number one offense in the SEC, guys, they're averaging 49 and a half points at home, but just 26 points per game on the road. Auburn's defense is fourth in the SEC as far as points allowed. This is a spot here where Lane Kiffin, uh, as much as he can run it up and would like to run it up, he's not going to be able to. Uh, I, I think Ole Miss wins the game. Like, I don't really have a good feel on the side because I could see a lot of trends for Auburn. But I do know that this will be a game where uh, Ole Miss struggled to score. And if they're going to go over the total, they've got to get to 40 today. I don't see that happening against a very stout Auburn defense. You know, Mark, you made the point you like Ole Miss in this game, but I think Auburn has kind of flown under the radar. The loss at Penn State, Luster's come off of a little bit because the excuse me, the Illini beat Penn State. But I don't think I have an issue with the two losses that they have so far. Georgia, we've talked about how dominant they've been, and losing at State College. I think this is probably one of, if not the best, two lost teams in college football. And I can't remember the last time Auburn has flown this low under the radar coming into a matchup like this. Yeah, well, look, it all boils down to Bo Nix, and that's really what today may boil down to as far as a, a matchup of quarterbacks of who makes more plays and who makes more mistakes, whether it's uh, Ole Miss's Matt Corral or, again, Auburn's Bo Nix. The good Bo Nix that showed up against Auburn, the good Bo Nix that showed up against LSU, you know, I'm sorry, that showed up against Florida and LSU, if that kid comes out, they're going to be fine. Like, they'll be able to score today against Ole Miss. Ole Miss defense is okay, middle of the road. It's not going to impress you. Um, they don't have to do much because their offense is usually putting them out, you know, into a lead. So from that standpoint, but I think Auburn is going to be able to score today. If you get good Bo Nix, this will be a very competitive tight game. And really, my only fear with the total, guys, is that it could end up like the Arkansas Ole Miss matchup, where they're trading scores back and forth relentlessly, especially late in the game, uh, where coaches are more apt to take shots because the clock isn't in their favor. That's the only game script I see where the over comes in and comes in rather easily if it plays out the way Arkansas Ole Miss did. Mark, I have a play in this game. Number 12, Kentucky's taking on Mississippi State. I played the points with the Bulldogs there. Mike Leach, Halloween weekend, I couldn't resist. The total right now is 47, and we got about 30 seconds here. Where would you stand in this one, whether it be Ole Miss or rather Mississippi State minus one and a half for the total of 47? Where, where, where do you stand? Another one where there's cases to be made for both sides to, to have, be on the right side. Again, I went under here. Both teams are one-dimensional. Kentucky can only run the ball. However, Mississippi State has the league's third-best rush defense. Mississippi State won't try to throw the ball, but that's the league's best passing offense. So from that standpoint, when teams are one-dimensional, it usually leads to lower scoring. Uh, it'll be a tight game on both sides. I, I, I like the under here. Mark, I tried to tell Femi that, but he didn't listen. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm, I have to go down my own wrong path sometimes here on Point Spread Saturday. Mark Zeno joining us from Sports Grid TV, our VEASAN SEC correspondent. Thank you and good luck this weekend, Mark. Same to you, fellas. Thank you. All right. Stick with us here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. On the other side, we wrap up the week nine slate here in college football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com SBNC. Tell you what, Amal, I'm going to be there for the Sports Betting National Championships in Weehawken, New Jersey, Point Spread Saturday will be on the road next week. We'll have all the details on that one. I know you'll be on bye week, but you'll be tuning in nonetheless here as many of the other folks will be I'll be across the river from you. (laughs) Oh, you'll be in Manhattan, huh? I'll be in Manhattan. Well, make sure to wave on over and say hello to us at the Enview Hotel. It is the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships. We are excited about that. It is Point Spread Saturday, final segment here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Now it's time to run down the game's of the day here in college football we'll touch on the ones that we've touched on all throughout the show but of course let's get to number four oklahoma taking on texas tech sooners right now 19 point favorites with a total of 67 amal what stands out to you in this matchup between the red raiders and the sooners red raiders with an interim head coach sonny cumby is on the sidelines for them after they fired matt wells on monday sonny cumby previously with tcu uh, i like oklahoma in this spot i think it's a great opportunity for them to bounce back Femi, they played very poorly in the first half i expect them to come Come out and play aggressively and play well in this first half against the Red Raiders. Also, I thought this was one of the worst decisions I've seen in a long time for a program to fire a coach. You're Texas Tech. You're not Texas. Okay? <laughs> just let's be real here should for a minute. should be 10 wins a year or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. No, but in the middle of the season, I just don't get this. There had to be something behind the scenes that just this was this kind of exacerbated the situation and put it over the top. Uh, I think Oklahoma blows their doors off. I like the Sooners here, particularly in the first half. I think Caleb Williams and company, Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, I, I think they play particularly well in this game. I, I like them to move the ball. I think Mims, Hazelwood, uh, they play. Uh, Jadon Hazelwood has a big day today. Now, a game that's, I don't know how to even describe it. Let's just say a rock fight. Iowa taking on Wisconsin. The Badgers right now a three-point favorite, total 36 and a half. There'll be teams that score 36 points in the quarter today in college football. And this is an interesting question I saw on Twitter being posed. Now I will ask it to you as well, Amal. Will there be more punts or completed passes in this game between Iowa and Wisconsin? Uh, that's a great question. Between Graham Mertz and Spencer Petras, oh, my God. This is – you talk about setting football back. You know, Wisconsin to me is a really interesting program because Barry Alvarez about 30 years ago when he took over changed this program immensely. Had it rolling. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, give – like Ohio State was finally able to get some quarterbacks – Right For a long time, they were void of the quarterback position. I look at Wisconsin, and there's probably about 10 years you can look at in the last 30. You said if they had a quarterback, this team's playing for a national title outside of the one year they had Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And it's the same problem with Iowa. Lack of consistency. I, I know a lot of people like Iowa here. I don't get it. I think Wisconsin's run defense is as good as anybody outside of Georgia in college football. I think they'll be able to slow down this Iowa team. And even though Graham Mertz has not played well, except in one game in his career against the Illini, his first game, and he got anointed since that point in time. Yeah. I, I got to roll with Wisconsin here. This is a good opportunity for them. But if you're Iowa, got a chance to really solidify yourself in that Big Ten West race. You lose this game, it's going to be an uphill battle because Minnesota is quietly playing well. You mentioned a lot of people like Iowa. This line was three and a half earlier in the week. Now it's pretty much three across the board. You can still find a three and a half at DraftKings, but Westgate, Circa, here at the South Point, Caesars, it is three. So it's tempting. The Badgers, I like that spot. It's minus three. I think that's a pretty good look there for the home team, I, even though the total is so low. I would just add, you'd probably need to take the money line here because 
Don't this, even play around with the points. Yeah, because I think this is going to be such a tight, low-scoring game, non-risk taken by either head coach. You're going to play field position. Uh, it's it's really going to be critical. And I would say one thing. Uh, maybe take a look at the first half under. It's probably 18, 17 and a half. And the reason I say that is, would you be shocked at all if we wound up at overtime in this game at like 10, 10, 13, 13? No, I'd be shocked if it was 20 to 20. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Wisconsin on the money line is minus 165. Good point from them all there. Sometimes don't even play with the points. Just take a money line, especially with a total that is that low. North Carolina, Notre Dame, an interesting game going on in South Bend right now. The Fighting Irish, three and a half point favorites. Total is 62 and a half. Now they will be without All-American safety Kyle Hamilton, potential top five, top 10 draft pick in this upcoming draft here. What do you think about this game between the Fighting Irish and the Tar Heels? I like Notre Dame here, despite the fact no Justin Hamilton in that secondary. I don't know if North Carolina is consistent enough with Sam Howell and company to be able to take advantage of it. The big question mark I have for UNC is the defense. Can this defense do enough uh, against Kyron Williams in that running game of Notre Dame to get the stops? Can they go on the road, get this W? North Carolina, you, you know, they had that loss against Virginia Tech. And I have to say, since that point in time, it's kind of spiraled things for this team throughout the course of the season. They just have not lived up to expectations. I know there was big expectations for this team coming into the season. They have not performed at that level. Um, also, want to see how Josh Downs does against this Notre Dame secondary. He's been terrific. A lot of people may not know about him for Carolina. But can they contain him? He is terrific. Watch for him run after catch. Let's run down the best of the rest of them all. Pitt taking on Miami. The Panthers, nine-point favorites with a total of 61. You know, uh, to me, I think you have to go with uh, Pittsburgh here because their defense is far better than people give them credit for. What did you say the total was? A total of 61. I think Pitt's going to score a lot on this Miami team. Don't get me wrong. I think Miami winds up in the 20s in this game, but I just think Pittsburgh is going to wind up in the high 30s or maybe even low 40s. We've talked a lot of Oregon Ducks here. The Ducks right now laying 24.5, total of 49.5 at home against Colorado. Uh, I have no interest in this football game. Colorado's a bad football team, but I, I tell you what intrigues me is potentially under 49 and a half here. I think Colorado's going to struggle to score some points, and I think Colorado's defense is just good enough to get just enough stops. And if Mario Cristobal is up in this game, you know, let, let's say 31 to 7, I, I don't mm -hmm. see them pouring it on Colorado in the fourth quarter or something like that. The Demon Deacons of Wake Forest hosting Duke. This would be great if it was a 1990s basketball game. Uh, the Demon Deacons right now laying 16 points total, 71 and a half. You were on the over with Wake Forest last weekend. You should listen to them all. Both teams went over the total themselves, team total-wise. What do you think stands out in this one here? Yeah, I think the total's gotten a little bit out of whack. I don't think Duke's going to be able to score enough necessarily. Can they get the stops against Sam Hartman and company? Uh, I, I just don't like this one. Duke has been a team that's been inconsistent, so no play here for me on this game either side. If you play the under, the problem is, Femi, you're holding your breath in this game. I, I just don't want to do that with either of these teams. Uh, I'm going to stay away from this one, but I would actually lean slightly to the under. Kansas and Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, 29-point favorites with a total of 54-and-a-half. Uh, I, no interest in this game. I, I think Kansas is going to struggle to move the ball against this Oklahoma State team. Uh, but this is one of those games where you just look at the number, you don't have any interest in it for me, and just move on. Would you possibly lay it after Kansas put all that effort into beating Oklahoma last week? Yeah, but then remember, Oklahoma State coming off a loss against Iowa State, where are they emotionally? Um, you know, they win by 21, they win by 30. makes no difference for Mike Gundy. That is a very fair point indeed. Iowa State taking on West Virginia out there in Morgantown. Cyclones, seven and a half point favorites with a total of 48. Yeah, you look at this matchup, I would have to lean towards the home dog here going into Morgantown Lane more than a touchdown. Iowa State's the better team. But more, uh, West Virginia is still with a very good defense. I think this could be a defensive game, if anything. Uh, let's see what they're able to do. Uh, Letty Brown's got to get going. If they're going to be effective. And by the way, Brees Hall. Don't be afraid to stand up and actually play a game this year. <laughs> Going into the season, everyone talks about him as one of the best running backs in the country. Has been a quiet 2021 for Hall. Night nightcap game here. Fresno State, San Diego State. Favorite has flipped now in favor of the Bulldogs, who are laying one with a total of 44.5 against the Aztecs. You know, this is really going to come down early on. Just like I said with the Ohio State-Penn State game, you'll get an idea quickly who's going to be able to do what. I think it's a similar situation in this matchup here. Can Hayner and company move the ball against this Aztecs defense? If they can, they've got a great chance. If they can't, they're in trouble. I expect San Diego State's running game to be effective on the ground against the Bulldogs in this matchup. But give the edge to the Aztecs here, despite 
despite Brady Hoke being their head coach. All right, we got a minute left, and I want to get back to the Big Ten games, two of them between ranked opponents starting Michigan-Michigan State kickoff in about two hours. The Wolverines land four in East Lansing with a total of 50 and a half. I think this is a great in-play bet. You know, you don't necessarily take the game before it starts. Maybe you see something that develops throughout the course of the game, but I have no interest in betting this game from either side. I think it's a really tough one to call. That'll be a fun game. I'll be glued to that one. No bet in that game, but I will be glued to it just as a fan of college football. The game of the day, primetime. I'm not sure it's the game of the day, but it's the game in primetime in Columbus. Penn State taking on Ohio State. Buckeyes 19 and a half point favorites with a total of 60 and a half. Yeah, I mean, push came to shove. I would take Penn State in the points Ooh. here, but uh, I, I don't want any part of this game. I think it's going to be tough to call because I think in the first two possessions, you'll get an idea. Can Penn State's offense move the ball against this Ohio State defense? Are they improved? That's the big question mark. We'll see real quickly with the Buckeyes. I think you're shortchanging your Buckeyes and all. They reassert themselves as one of the best teams in the country today. If I had to play it, lay it with Ohio State at home. So we've gone down the board to recap our picks. Amal, let the folks know what you are on four of them today here in week number nine. Yeah, I have Clemson in this matchup against Florida State. I think it's the best defense Florida State's faced in a long time. I've got a bad number here at 10.5. Now it's down to 9, 9.5. Love BYU at uh, home today against Bronco Mendenhall and the uh, Cavaliers. Virginia has no defense. And Louisville catching 6.5 at NC State. NC State, I, I mean, this team, if you're a fan of the Wolfpack, God, this is the most frustrating team out there. And then SMU Houston over 62. I'm on Cincinnati minus 27. Washington State getting 16.5. Mississippi State minus 1. And Stanford minus 2.5. That does it here for Point Spread Saturday. Thank you to Mark Zeno for joining us from Sports Grid TV. Coming up next, the Lombardi line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.